हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट ट्वेल्व एवोल्यूशन ऑफ लोकल गवर्नेंस बिफोर सेवेंटी थर्ड एंड सेवेंटी फोर्थ अमेंडमेंट एंड आर टॉपिक इज वीकनेस ऑफ न्यू पंचायती राज सिस्टम लेट अस स्टार्ट फ्रॉम द पॉइंट कोऑर्डिनेशन ऑफ थ्री टीयर one of the weaknesses of new panchayati raj system which has come to our notice is the problem of coordination among the three levels of pris on the one hand and the bureaucracy ngo on the other if we look into the problem of coordination there is lack of clarity in regard to distribution of powers and functions amongst the three tiers of the pris mentioned in the 11th schedule the pr act of various states are quite vague as to whether pri are the implementing agencies of development program or they are both planning and implementing agencies the acts also lack clarity in regard to relationship between the pri and local level bureaucracy and the problem of open participation between the pri and ngos under the old system of pr system bureaucracy used to play the dominant role and as such the local level bureaucracy under the new dispensation is not prepared to change its behavior so easily there is no point in getting disappointed as changing the old and existing mentality of bureaucracy will take some time among the three units of pri a clear cut demarcation of responsibilities is highly required thus we are what is required is a uh, to develop a new and responsible participative culture at the local level to sort out the problem of coordination apart from that there should be necessary amendment in the pr acts of various states which can be possible through real political and administrative will PRIs should be made responsible both for planning and implementation of development programs for the local community if the new panchayati raj system is not working properly it is because of the independent existence of DRDA amongst all the programs except of JRY sponsored and financed by central and state governments are implemented through drda this is the reason in 1996 the central government recommended the merger of drda with pris or to put drda under the control of pris but except for mp kerala up none of other states have implemented the recommendations this may be because of the collusion between the bureaucracy and state level political leadership so pris have to succeed drda has to be placed under the control of these institutions 
let us move to the next point transferring of MPs and MLAs area development funds to PRIs. On the one hand we are trying to make grassroots democratic institution viable and effective. On the other we are creating another center of power at the local level in the name of MP and MLA area development fund. The political leadership of the state is apprehensive of the fact that if PRIs are given a free hand, the dominance of state leadership will be over. The cases of fraud have been detected in six states, Bihar, Himachal Pradesh, Karnataka, Manipur, Nagaland and West Bengal. The frauds range from fake entries in record books to diversion of funds from non-government purpose and misuse by the MPs. If we really committed towards PRA, why not MLAs and MP transfer their funds to PRIs for the executive of development program in their respective areas? This may solve the double purpose of improving the financial health of PRIs and removing the sense of competition among the state politicians and PR representatives. The Constitutional 73rd and 74th Amendment Act 1992 have triggered off new attempts toward decentralized planning. It is hoped that now decentralized planning will get a material shape as the main function of the panchayats will be the planning and implementation of economic development programs. The main role in planning has to be performed by the panchayats at the recommendation of high level committees that the district is the most suitable unit for systematic planning below the state level. Article 243 JD of the 74th Constitutional Amendment Act provides for a district planning committee DPC. In every state at the district level a district planning committee shall be constituted to consolidate the plans prepared a draft development plan for the district as a whole. The 73rd constitutional amendment which came into force in April 1993 sought to integrate the democratic process at all levels by formalizing a mechanism wherein people at all levels were to have an opportunity to participate openly in matters which concern their welfare and development. No doubt a wide variety of functions have been assigned to the institutions of Gram Sabha, but there is no uniformity in assigning the functions among the states and in most of the cases they are non-functional. The ruler people are not fully involved in the decision making process and financial management. 
they are kept aloof in the development process from planning to execution of a rural development scheme and programs. The devolution of powers and functional strengthening of the different tiers of the PRI system is progressing at a snail's pace in most of the states. Bureaucratic control over PRIs continues to be very strong. The financial devolution from center to the states and the PRIs has not yet taken place. There is a lack of proper maintenance of records and registers by the panchayats. The elected representatives fail due to illiteracy and lack of awareness as compared to their better of counterparts. The bureaucrats are unwilling to empower the panchayats. Politicization has been the main in the smooth functioning of panchayats. The analysis of the 73rd constitutional amendment reveals that PRIs had to be vested with such authority and power as would have enabled them to function as effective institutions of self-government. It implies that by vesting of such authority and power by the state legislature, the PRIs could have turned democratic in nature with allocated values, priorities and policies and should have been able to provide its members with an opportunity to participate in the process of self-governance through Gram Sabha. The analysis further reveals that PRIs should act as a welfare government which implies that they have to initiate, plan and execute the development activities and bring about social justice. India is a federal state recognizing the existence and wisdom of the state legislatures. Article 243A states that a Gram Sabha may exercise such powers and perform such functions at village level as the legislature of a state may be by law provide. It was expected that the spirit behind the 73rd amendment would be carried forward through state acts. In practice it did not happen. It appears that necessary amount of thought could not be given between the enactment of the 73rd constitutional amendment and subsequent state legislations. It turned out to be a race for catching the deadline rather than realistic thinking. In most cases some amendments were incorporated into the already existing state acts to make them look ostensibly in conformity with the 73rd amendment. One only wishes that the Article 234A were made mandatory and explanatory. If one takes a realistic look of what has happened in the past couple of years, one might even question the as mentioned in Article 243A and 243G. Was this the result of lack of clarity 
about the concept of self-government or a manifestation of internal resistance by the governing elite not to share power with people. Perhaps both are correct. While preparing the district plan, the DPC shall keep in mind the locational aspect of any projects. Look at the integrated development of infrastructure and environmental conservation, sharing of natural resources and financial resources. The composition of the DPC has been left to the discretion of the state, but it has been stipulated that 80% of the members shall be those elected to the panchayats and the municipalities. It is still not an effective planning body as most projects are given case by case approval by concerned central ministries. There is not enough money to plan for or enough leeway with the subjects. District planning will not become a reality unless untied block grants are given at the district level and district plans are integrated into state plans before the planning commission passes the letter. District budgeting as has been attempted in Kerala and Madhya Pradesh needs to be attempted elsewhere across the states. Midterm appraisal of the 10th plan 2005 document points out that devolution of functions to the PRI has not accompanied transfer of funds and functionaries in most states. Even where funds and functionaries have been transferred to the panchayats, state government officials continue to exercise control on financial resources and the personal transfer to the panchayats. The sources of revenue and and unmarked for panchayas are far from adequate. The power of taxation is vested only with the lowest tier, the gram panchayat. The higher tiers, that is the panchayat samiti and the jila parishad do not have any power of taxation and the extent of the devolution for the state government is most inadequate. The situation also differs widely across states in this regard. The issue of fiscal discipline at the local level has not been urgently taken up. Very few states have framed specific rules for dealing with financial irregularities and misdemeanors of elected functionaries at this level. The guidelines issued by Comptroller and Editor General in this regard need to be strictly followed by states. Now let us wind up the session and take rest. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcast.